You're listening to the Mind Your Home Podcast. I'm your host, Mia Danielle, and I'm here to tell you that the number one thing you can optimize to give you more energy and happiness is your environment. If you're tired of the chaotic cycle and ready to feel energized at home with more simplicity, more energy, and less clutter, then welcome to the Mind Your Home Podcast. Today, I want to talk about ways that we often think we're decluttering that aren't actually decluttering. Now, I think that before diving into a subject like this, it can be helpful to have a base level understanding of what clutter is and what decluttering is, because I think we all assume that we know what it is, but I can tell that a lot of times by the comments that I receive or by the concerns that people have about decluttering their space, that there is a little bit of confusion. For example, a lot of people think that in order to live a clutter-free life and to declutter, you're going to have to get rid of all of the things that you love and that you use. To me, that's not what clutter actually is. Clutter is going to be those things that are broken, that you can't get any use out of, so they're just sitting there. Things that you aren't using for whatever reason, because you don't like them, you don't want to use them, you know, maybe they were a gift and you're only holding on to them because you felt obligated, but they don't necessarily belong in your space and they're living as excess in that space. Anything that is considered excess for whatever reason, inside of your space would be considered clutter. It doesn't have to be that the item itself doesn't have any value, right? A lot of people think, well, this thing still has life, it still has value, it's wasteful to get rid of it, so it's not clutter because it still has value. It's clutter for you if you're not using it because it's not useful if you're not actually using it. So a lot of what makes clutter clutter is dependent on the individual or the family. It's like it's got some pros and cons, right? On the plus side, if you're actually using something and you enjoy using it and, you know, you're getting value out of it, then it's not clutter. That's great. There's no reason for you to feel like you need to go declutter the things that you love that are giving you value. On the other hand, the things that maybe seem like they're perfectly good value or that were worth a lot of money that you're holding on to that you aren't using, that you don't love, those things would be considered clutter because for all intents and purposes in your life, in the world that you live in, they're not serving any purpose and they're not offering any value. Now, I think that where people can get confused and start to see a little bit of overlap that just doesn't compute is when you start talking about visual clutter. Visual clutter and clutter in the sense of living a clutter-free lifestyle, not necessarily the same thing. So I would say that a good representation or mirror of this that might help you to understand whether you're interested in a minimalist lifestyle or not is this whole idea of a minimalist lifestyle versus minimalist aesthetic, right? So living a minimalist lifestyle usually involves things like prioritizing, creating space, removing excess in order to have more time and space and energy and all of those things. That tends to be the core meaning and purpose and the way a minimalist lifestyle looks. You don't have to have a minimalist aesthetic in order order to live a minimalist lifestyle. They're not the same thing. On the other hand, you have minimalist art, minimalist architecture, minimalist design. You see what I'm saying? Like the way that people decorate their room to be minimalist style. That is not necessarily the same thing as living a minimalist lifestyle. They're two different things. A lot of times they're merged together and people who live a minimalist lifestyle will just naturally have a more minimalist aesthetic because it kind of goes hand in hand. But by definition or by practice, they're not the same thing. So kind of separate the way you're looking at clutter versus visual clutter in that same way. Take, for example, things that you use 
use on a regular basis that are not clutter, like your jacket, your shoes, your purse, you know, just regular things that you do regularly use and you need and you wouldn't go out and donate them because they're still providing value to you on a regular basis. Those things could still be visual clutter if you left them all piled up on top of the dining table. You see what I'm saying? They're not cluttering your life. They're not clutter as far as considering living a clutter-free life, but they could still be visual clutter just depending on how you have them set up. Two different things two different types and concepts of clutter. Handling visual clutter just means that you need to go put things away. You need to tidy up. You need to maybe organize a little bit in order to fix the visual line of sight of your space, but you don't necessarily need to declutter those items. On the other hand, clutter in your life, in your space, things that you're not using that are excess, those are the things that we want to be focusing on decluttering. So with that in mind, let's go ahead and dive into the five things that we often think are decluttering that are not actually decluttering. Number one is rehoming. This is where you take some things out of one closet and you move them to another closet. Or maybe you clean out a storage area that's inside of your home and you put things in a nice bin and you bring them down to the garage not decluttering. <laughs> You're rehoming those items. You still have the items. And if they are clutter, if they are things that are excess that you're not using or that aren't providing value for you, then you haven't really made any progress in rehoming those items to a new location. You've just put them out of sight temporarily. One type of rehoming that we have to be careful about is when you have other family members who live in your house with you who you can share things with, right? So for me, I have a 16-year-old daughter and I could go through my closet and pick everything that I wanted to declutter and just take it to her, still not necessarily decluttering. It's still existing in my home. It's just under the ownership of somebody else. And that's fine if it's something that the other person actually wants and needs, but I have to be careful before I even offer her anything because she's a bit of a collector by nature and a little different than I am. I have to be careful about the things that I even offer her. I try to only offer her things that I really could see her wearing and I think that she would actually get use out of. And the rest of the things I don't even pose as a proposition of transferring that ownership because, again, that's not really decluttering. There may be some family members that you live with, maybe a spouse or a sister who maybe lives with you, whatever the situation is, who you don't want to tell them the things that you're decluttering of your own stuff because you know that they're going to take it all in. It's not really leaving or going very far. It's just being rehomed to a new location under somebody else's ownership. So again, those things not really decluttering and you might want to give a little extra thought before you propose those things to other people in your household. Number two is organizing. A lot of people get cleaning and organizing confused with decluttering and they're not the same thing. So organizing is what you're going to want to do with maybe the visual clutter that you see setting on your counter that is not actual clutter. It's not excess. It's things you still want. There is a time and a place for organizing. But when we're talking about excess and removing the things that are extra from our lives and from our space and just creating a more breathable space, organizing that stuff is not the same as getting rid of the stuff. You're not removing it from your home. You know, you're not actually decluttering it when you're just giving it more of a system and maybe labeling it or putting it in an organized fashion. And a lot of times people will tell me this. They'll be like, oh, I decluttered my closet. Look how awesome it looks. And it does look awesome. And, you know, maybe I ask a follow-up question of, oh, did you end up donating these? Or did you have a family member who wanted them? No, you know, I moved them down to the garage. So they're out of sight for now. Or, you know, no, I organized them into these really cute bins. Doesn't that work great? And neither one of those things is actually decluttering. Number three is storing. Storing something 
is not decluttering it, even if it's outside of your house, right? So that's where a lot of people get confused. They feel like they've made a lot of progress because now these items are no longer existing in their home. They're not taking up their space, but instead they're taking up space in some storage facility somewhere that they're having to pay for monthly. All of the clutter is still there. They haven't gone through the hard work of releasing things or letting go of things or, you know, just like creating that freedom of mental space in their life. Instead, they've just tightly held on to all of those belongings and moved them out to a storage shed or to a storage facility. You know, a lot of times we would rather just hold tight to something and pay monthly to have it stored somewhere than go through the process of letting things go, which is a really good and important and cathartic process. It helps us to move forward. It creates space in our lives, not just in our space. So it's not decluttering if you just remove all of your things from your home to a monthly storage facility or to a storage shed out back. And let me tell you, it's not decluttering if you take a whole bunch of boxes of stuff and go store it over at mom's house or at grandma's house. That's just adding clutter or displacing the clutter onto somebody else. It's still clutter. It's still attached to you in some way. And at some point in time in your life, you will have to address those belongings again. But now it's shared clutter. It's also become someone else's clutter. Number four, swapping, not decluttering. Now, this one can be a little bit tricky because I do talk a lot about decluttering and letting go of the things that aren't functioning properly, you know, that are an eyesore and they kind of bring you down every time you see them. Like those things can bring on emotional frustration, which is like emotional clutter, and it can really add hiccups throughout your day, right? So I do talk about decluttering those things, and there may be some of those things that will need to be replaced. However, if you're just swapping one thing for another thing, like, oh, I have this really nice cashmere sweater and I'm going to get rid of this one so that I can buy this new cashmere sweater. That's not really decluttering. Yeah, you've swapped one sweater for another sweater, but the end result is essentially the same. You still have that same number of sweaters. You know what I'm saying? So in some ways, swapping when it comes to upgrading or increasing the emotional or aesthetic value of your space can be a net positive. And I would consider some of those things decluttering. If you have like the broken Barkin lounger that Every time you sit in, it starts to fall apart and you upgrade that to a new chair or a new piece of furniture. I think you did declutter the old <laughs> the old chair. You know, you've upgraded your space. But a lot of times we just swap one thing out for a new thing and there is no decluttering net positive in that situation. And finally, counter scraping. Something that I am definitely familiar with. There are so many members of my family who that was their method of cleaning or is their method of cleaning and it drives me insane. And that's essentially, you know, if you're one of those people or you know one of those people who goes through and you just basically scrape everything off the counter into the junk drawer (laughs) or into like the box or the bag or whatever it is that you scrape things into, that is not decluttering. That is possibly removing visual clutter from the counter space and displacing it to another location. But in general, it's not organized either. It's not cleaning. It is literally just removing a problem area from one location to another location. Definitely not decluttering though. It's kind of the same sentiment of, oh, look, I cleaned my room. And then you like lift the covers and everything that was on the floor or on the surfaces is now shoved underneath the bed. You didn't really clean your room. You know, you just shoved stuff somewhere else. Not the same thing. 
So hopefully now you have a better idea of what clutter is, what decluttering is, and I think that just that knowledge even of what clutter is and what decluttering actually is can give you a lot of freedom because it makes the whole process of decluttering, in my mind, feel a lot less oppressive. You don't have to feel like you need to let go of all of the great things that you love that you use, even if they're causing visual clutter, because really that's a different situation, because that's not actually clutter when it comes to excess in your space. And if you do want to take steps to actually declutter your space and remove things from your life to get those benefits of spaciousness, mental clarity, you know, like increased energy and more time that you're not having to deal with all of these things now or later, then you're going to want to stick with the tried and true, letting them go, donating, selling, you know, gifting to somebody who could actually use them, recycling, trashing if it's something that nobody can get any value out of. And I will chat with you next week. 